This month we are going to reflect on the theme of how to share our faith. This is a theme that, as Catholics, maybe is kind of scary. Or it's kind of the E word, no? like the evangelization word. And especially as we live in a very unchurched state and a very unchurched city, like the city of Portland. I just read this Pew Research that says that 29% of Oregonians attend a religious service weekly, and 37% seldom or never attend religious services. And then, connected with this, Portland is the nation's most unaffiliated city, with 42% identifying as atheist, agnostic, or no religion. So we are number one city with unaffiliated people connected with religion. So we made it. We are number one. It's the less <laughs> Christian city in the nation. So during the next five weeks, we're going to follow the second reading of St. Paul, the letter of Paul to Timothy, and learn from St. Paul how to share our faith. We're going to focus on what we could call four Ps of evangelization, power, presence, prayer, and proclamation. And today we focus in on the first one, the P of power. It refers to the power of the Holy Spirit. And it points to the fact that any work of evangelization is connected with the supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit. In 1975, Paul VI, the Pope that led the church in the second part of Vatican II, he, he wrote this document called Evangelium Unciandi. It's how the church should evangelize. It's a very short and prophetic document. It kind of goes through the mechanics of mission. In point 75 of, of this document, the, the Pope, Paul VI, says, evangelization will never be possible without the action of the Holy Spirit. I think you can put the slide, Ryan. Evangelization will be never, never be possible without the action of the Holy Spirit. It must be said that the Holy Spirit is the principal agent of evangelization. The Holy Spirit is the principal agent, is the principal protagonist of the work of mission. It is he, the Holy Spirit, who impels each individual to proclaim the gospel. So the Holy Spirit works in the evangelizer. And it is he who in the depths of consciences causes the word of salvation to be accepted and understood. So this is good news because when we speak of evangelization, it's not just our own effort. It is the Holy Spirit moving in you and the Holy Spirit, in a mysterious way, moving in the heart and the conscience of those who receive the message. Obviously, many times, people are very closed. Maybe they don't want to hear. So no matter how strong the Holy Spirit moves, if people are not open, the seed will not flourish. But in general, this is a good principle and an idea to remember. That's why Paul says today, Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Paul says to Timothy, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. 
It dwells in Paul, who evangelizes, and it dwells in Timothy, who receives the message. So how does the Holy Spirit help us evangelize? How does the Holy Spirit in some way work in the evangelizer and make us better missionaries? And I will take three points of this second reading of Paul to Timothy. We're going to focus in the second reading throughout these next Sundays. The first way the Holy Spirit acts in the evangelizer is by bringing a new fervor into the heart, a new fire into the heart. Paul says to Timothy today, Beloved, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. Pay attention to that first word, no? Beloved. When we speak of mission, the main soil of evangelization is friendship. Don't think that to be a missionary you need to go out to the doors and knock doors. That's not excluded. That could be part of our mission as Catholic as well. Or going to a gas station. But that, those are maybe some ways of speaking. Now, you can speak about faith in the airport, in your work, in public spaces. But the main way of evangelization, the main soil is friendship. Paul begins with this word, beloved. He has this connection with Timothy. So when we speak about mission, think of kind of your inner circle. And he says, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you receive through the imposition of my hands. Timothy was a great collaborator of Paul. He was his main disciple. And here it implies that he was ordained to the priesthood, the imposition of hands. So Paul says, stir into flame the gift of God. The gift of God is another word for the Holy Spirit. It's a very graphic and beautiful image to, to fan into flame the gift of God. So Paul is saying, if Timothy, if you want to be an evangelizer, if you want to be a strong missionary, your fire needs to remain alive and fan it into flame. Don't become lukewarm, we could say in our language today. So that's the first thing or the first grace we need to ask the Holy Spirit in order to be a good evangelizer. To have this experience of the fullness of the love of God in our hearts. To have, as we say, an on-fire heart that allow us to experience Christianity as good news. If we don't experience our faith as something good, as something beautiful, as something relevant, why share it? Why impose it on others? Why propose it to others? Evangelization stems from this experience of the love of God and this experience of, of the goodness of Christianity. So first, stir into flame the gift of God. Allow your heart to be with fervor, enthusiasm, fire. Second, Paul says, allow the Holy Spirit to move in your mind. He says, take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Jesus Christ. So Paul says, take as your norm, as, as what is the standard, the words you heard from me, 
Paul was taught. Timothy was taught by Paul. Who is Jesus? How did he die? And, and many other things. So he says, take them as, as the norm. Believe they are real. Believe they are true. So allow the Holy Spirit to convince you of the truth of Christianity. And that's also very important to share your faith. To pray for the grace of believing that this is true. To pray to the Holy Spirit for the grace of washing away our doubts. Think of this. If we truly believe that Jesus is alive, risen from the dead, if we truly believe that heaven is real, if we truly believe that each person, beginning with each of you, we all have what we call an immortal soul, if we truly believe in the reality of hell and the gravity of sin and how self-damaging sin can be, if you truly believe in the presence of Mary and of the angels, what Newman calls the invisible world, if we have conviction, if we truly believe, if they are real things, then we will share our faith. When we have doubts and when those things are not as real, that's when our evangelizing work kind of becomes weak. So that's the second grace we should ask the Holy Spirit. Convince me of the, the truth, the reality of the words that Jesus said. And finally, if you kind of add fervor or fire and, and faith, the Holy Spirit in your heart and in your mind, that equals what we could call freedom. This freedom to speak about faith. This is very common. When you want to share your faith or say something that maybe not everyone will agree, the first feeling is fear. You're at your work and maybe you have the opportunity to say, no, last Sunday I went to Mass. Like, well, maybe you feel this fear. And that's why Paul says to Timothy this exhortation. God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony. If you read the letters of Paul to Timothy, he wrote two letters and Acts of the Apostles, you can sense that Timothy was young and Timothy was shy or timid. That's why Paul is always exhorting him not to be afraid to share his faith. And he says the Spirit of, of God, the Holy Spirit, is not a spirit of cowardice, of fear, but a spirit of power. I just finished reading this book by Father Gabriel Amorth about Padre Pio. And you know that Padre Pio was an Italian saint. He lived in Italy, died in 1965, so not too far away from us. And he had the gift of reading consciences. So you would go to confession, and if you don't let it all out, he would say, hey, what about Friday night? <laughs> Tell me about that one. And so many people visited Padre Pio in, in San Giovanni Rotondo in the southern part of Italy. 
So this Catholic guy was walking through the town with two friends who were not Catholic. And as he was passing through the church, he started to think, oh, this is a Catholic church, I should do the sign of the cross. You know, that's a Catholic tradition, to the sign of the cross before a church. But he started to think, what are my friends going to think? Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Did you ever face that inner debate? I'm afraid of saying or doing this because what are they going to think? Should I say grace in this restaurant? What is this person going to think? And Padre Pio was hearing confessions. The church is very small. It's like one-third of St. Michael's. And as this guy was crossing from the outside of the church, Padre Pio kind of screamed, like yelled, and he says, Coward! And the guy was like, okay, I should do the sign of the cross, no? Like, uh... So maybe we don't have Padre Pio screaming at us when we are afraid, but we have the Holy Spirit inside of us that gives us this freedom, this boldness. The Greek word is parresia, this kind of indifference to the opinion of others. So this month we invite you to reflect and think on how to share your faith. And this week we focus in this first P, the power of the Holy Spirit. And you may have a lot of excuses. Oh, no, I'm not too, too young, too old, too trained, too spiritual, too outgoing, and you can continue the list. But think of this. Paul was old when he wrote the letter. Paul, he was also a great sinner. He converted from a very sinful life. And lastly, Paul shared his faith with Timothy when he's in prison. The context of these letters we read is prison. He says, me, a prisoner for his sake. Me, a prisoner for his sake. So he's not wasting time. He's in prison and he's not, oh, poor of me. Like Jesus, what a bad idea was to follow you. No, even in prison, in the context of prison, he shared his faith. So whatever is your context, whatever is your job, whatever is your family situation, whatever is your circumstance, there you can share your faith. So this week and this month, we invite you to read Second Timothy. Second, begin to pray. Who are the people the Lord is calling you maybe to pray for them in the first place and second, to strengthen them in their faith. And three, try to begin this week asking the Holy Spirit to come to you. Come, Holy Spirit, and fan into flame the gift of your presence. Come, Holy Spirit, and Allow me to believe more deeply and give me the freedom of the saints to share that Jesus is alive and he is good news.